Hello, everyone. I'd like to say that this is the best of the podcast, but it's far from it. More like stuff I'm putting together for you to listen to so that you don't get pissed off because I'm not here doing the podcast show thing, I guess. Or I'll just call it not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. How is that? That's how I roll. Well, anyway, uh, when the show is live, it happens in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. If you ever want to reach out to me, send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com. That's pretty simple. On the Shoreliners striping inbox. Uh, while I'm at it, mm, reach out to me on Twitter or follow me on Twitter at Eric Zane Show. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. I got a Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. But a million and one things all available on the website. I should have just started with that. Hey, if you want any of this shit, get it on the website. Okay, so here we go. On the best of, not the best of, let's start it off. uh, Beating the hell out of dumbass politicians who were doing uh, the Democratic debate way back when enjoy it on not the best of the eric zane show podcast so the debate happened last night and what a shit show this was oh my god just an awful awful thing let's start it out with this welcome to the first democratic debate in the 2020 race for president upon being elected and that will do it there you go that's all you need to know about the debate just assholes talking over each other 10 people on stage most of which just sit there and uh, talked about themselves and uh it was oh god it was just awful it's bad enough that uh nearly everything these people talk about i'm 100 percent opposed to uh but whatever you know i mean there there has to be um one from both sides i guess that's the system we have i'm not going to get into too much about my own political beliefs uh at all because uh who cares you know you've got yours i got mine and uh things will be what they will be uh but uh one of the big things that stood out first of all all that talking over each other it's crazy because um Nearly every time a candidate would finish his thought, it would be right when the uh, uh, like Lester Holt or Savannah Guthrie or Rachel Maddow was saying, "Time, you have you have no more time." And at no point did any one of them like just stop. They would then say like another thirty seconds worth of uh, rhetoric. Just once, I want one of them to go. Excuse me, I won't finish that sentence because I'm abiding by the rules. I think if they did that, it would be cool. Uh, but no. And then, uh, you know, dude, let's say uh, uh, Beto O'Rourke would finish a thought and he would be taking a run at one of the other uh, morons that were up there. And then um, the the moron, let's say Senator Booker, would then respond. And he's not supposed to. So that would turn into a fight. And uh, it was way awkward. There, there is nothing worse in this world than multiple people talking at the same time. Welcome to the first Democratic debate in the 2020 race for president. Upon being elected. Shut up. And that will do it. Have a good night, everyone. 
Oh, God, so much garbage. Terrible. I couldn't hack it. I got an email from Jeff Walgrave up north in northern Michigan, and he goes, I I just couldn't couldn't do it. I stayed with it for as long as I could. And I was like, I was the same way, man. I I wanted to watch it so I could talk about it, and I was able to get enough of a vibe on it to, to be able to do that with you now. But, man, did it stink awful and i don't care what side i mean if it were the republicans which you know i am i'd say the same thing you guys suck you don't know what you're doing by the way is that uh does there have to be a republican debate because you've got an incumbent who is a republican is there no because he's the he's the incumbent right you wouldn't like have a debate for people who want his job on the republican side as far as I know, I, I, you know, the extent of what I know about politics is pretty minimal, but I don't think there is. Um, I'm sure people will try to say, yeah, I should be the candidate anyway, but there's no way in hell that the uh, Republican Party is going to say, yep, we are not going with President Trump. We are going with another Republican. That'd be something, though, wouldn't it? That would cause a civil war. That would cause a coup if that happened. Hell, it might cause a coup if a Democrat beats Trump. Uh, then there was this as, uh, midway through the debate, Savannah Guthrie, Lester Forehead and Telemundo guy who was way over the top dramatic, by the way, uh, stepped away and, uh, Rachel Maddow and, um, other dude, Minger dude decided to take over. I forget his name. And, uh, so they're going to now lead the, uh, uh, moderation they come back from commercial Maddow and minger are there uh and god i can't remember his name todd chuck todd i was gonna say todd chuck chuck todd they're going to take over and as uh chuck todd goes right in to talk about guns and he uh he's trying to talk to uh elizabeth warren pocahontas and who actually did very well in the debate i thought he he talks starts talking asking a question about uh, guns to Pocahontas, and then you 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 hear like an off mic murmur, like like someone's microphone is on, but they're like over here, you know, like uh, like off mic, and then you realize quickly that the other three moderators mics are still on: Telemundo dude, Savannah Guthrie, and Lester Forehead, and. Uh, in this clip, you hear Telemundo dude say, hey, I got to go to the restroom. And Guthrie goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to go get my binder while Chuck Todd is trying to uh, ask a question. Very reminiscent to the old Frank Drebin day uh, scene from the movie The Naked Gun or whatever it was, who uh, when, when he left his mic on and went to take a leak. Cada votante necesitamos... Oh, sorry, la- that's the wrong clip. Get these guns off the streets. I'm going to grab my binder. I'm going to use the restroom. I'm going to grab my binder. I'm going to go take a piss. Oh, I got to go check my diaphragm. Get these guns off the streets. I'm going to grab my binder. Oh, I got to take a huge shit, man. You would not believe it, man. I think my it, it's starting to ooze out of my pores. I got to take a shit so bad. God damn it. I sure am glad we're done. Oh, God, I hate it. Can you imagine if Telemundo guy goes, man, I hated this shit. I love Trump so much. Get these guns off the streets. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you want a pork later? Yeah, that sounds good. I'm really in. I'm really down. Get these guns off the streets. Someone's got my binder. <laughs> we are. What's happening? We are hearing our comp- Rachel Maddow's adjusting her dick. Get these guns off the streets. Someone's got my binder. <laughs> we are. What's happening? We are hearing our What's colleagues' happening? audio. What's happening? What's going on? Colleagues' audio. I, if the control room can turn off the mics of our previous moderators, we will. Imagine the, the Telemundo guy said, "Man, I hate Mexico." take a quick break we're going to get this technical uh situation fixed we will be right back oh wow they bailed (laughs) wow that was classic excellent excellent work and then uh it all started with uh beto o'rourke who god that guy he kind of looks like a dude who uh his shirt fits weird. Uh, this might sound, but you ever like uh, put on a dress shirt and um, you you haven't sized it right, dudes? You'll know this. And uh, and the collar part is too big, and um, the fabric from the button-up shirt is not like touching your neck. It's 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 not it's not fit appropriately, and there's like a gap between the shirt and your neck. You know, it's kind of, he looks like, O'Rourke looks like a guy who just lost, like, his entire life savings on the stock market, uh, uh, working on Wall Street, or he just, he he single-handedly crashed the stock market while at work, and now he's walking around uh, with a three-day-old beard and, uh, 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 you know, smells like booze because he just caused a breakdown in the economy. That's who he looks like. I know that was really long-winded and shitty, so I apologize. Uh, O'Rourke decides to bust out some Spanish, showing his chops. I, I guess that's a thing to do. Um, you know, immigration is a huge deal in this country. And what you have here is Republicans are saying... No, uh, there's going to be strict rules to get into this country. And a lot of these candidates are like... Hell no, let everybody in. Well, that is completely opposite uh, of where they stand, these uh, Republicans and Democrats. So the Democrats are like, no, 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 let everybody in. And uh, in order to, I guess, win favor, they decided to start busting out Spanish. Beto O'Rourke started it. Uh, The other guy, Castro, he got involved. He's also from Texas. Senator Cory Booker from New Jersey, who looks like an MMA fighter. uh, And and he always looks like he's ready to kick some ass. Uh, He he started busting out some Spanish. Uh, That that governor of Washington just uh, stood there with a permagrin. I was like, I don't know any fucking Spanish. Fuck this shit. Cada votante necesitamos la representación y cada voz necesitamos escuchar. La situación ahora es inaceptable. I wish I was moderating this thing. I would have stood up and said, no, 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 no. Oh, shut oh the fuck up. Oh, there is no more Spanish show here because I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Este presidente ha atacado, ha demonizado los inmigrantes. Es inaceptable y voy yeah, a cambiar yeah, yeah. este. Uh-huh. Congresista O'Rourke, ¿qué haría usted en el primer día si usted es presidente sobre esta realidad? Que está ocurriendo? Vamos a tratar I... 
cada persona con el persona con el respeto y dignidad que merecen como humanos. Heard medicine. Uh, me llamo Julián Castro y estoy postulando por presidente de los, est president. de los Estados Unidos. Senador Cooker, sus 45 segundos. Necesitos, ¿es necesario? Gracias. Y gracias. Cada votante necesitamos la representación. Representación. Y cada voz necesitamos escuchar. Pues la situación ahora es inaceptable. Este presidente ha atacado, ha demonizado los inmigrantes. Es inaceptable. Voy a cambiar este. All right, enough. I can't, I can't handle it. I just get mesmerized when I hear people speaking in another language. The fact that an entire uh, uh, millions of people speak a 100% different language. Uh, I'm not quite done with that. I want to talk a little bit more. But first, I want to... Uh, uh, throw a uh, mention for my friends over at Threads Podcast. Ben and Jason are doing their entire podcast, the next one they record in Spanish. That's right. In honor of uh, Senator Booker, so-and-so Castro, and uh, uh, Beto Ilshirt, uh, Beto O'Rourke talking in Spanish during the debate. That's right. The entire Threads Podcast. You can hear it at threadspodcast.com. They just sent me an, uh, a text as I was playing that clip, as far as you know, that said uh, the entire thing in honor of the debate will be done in Spanish. You must hear it. Now, they don't speak Spanish, uh, but they're going to try. And they're going to uh, uh, grind it out, muscle it through, and perhaps it'll work. Not really. Threadspodcast.com, where you can get one of my favorite podcasts uh, out there right now. I'm not just saying that because they signed up for advertising. It is awesome talking about relationships, life, kids, marriage, education, uh, politics. Oh, God. Not sports. They're really unathletic. Uh, on and on. Threadspodcast.com is where you get it. Follow them on Facebook. Threads Podcast Life Unfiltered. You guys are great. Thank you to the Threads Podcast for being on board. Now, a little bit more about this damn thing. I thought this as soon as she opened up her mouth. I make fun of her because of the whole Pocahontas thing. God, that was great. Uh, to me, the whole Elizabeth Warren, see, I am a Native American. And then it turns out she's so small amount uh, Native American that most Americans have more Native American than Elizabeth Warren. And the fact that she was like, see, I am a Native American. After she like went to uh, twenty one and, and me or whatever the hell it's called twenty two and me, it was great uh, because Trump made fun of her and said yeah and started calling her Pocahontas when she started to reference some time ago about how she is a Native American which she's not, and uh, then she she did the ancestral test the genealogy thing determined that it's such an unbelievably small percentage that it's embarrassing but she still went public with it instead of just going oh boy. Yeah, boy, I, I, I kind of I kind of missed the mark on this one. She like posted it and said, look how I am a Native American. And everybody laughed in her stupid face. She, though, I thought did pretty damn good. Now, I don't agree with a lick of what she says, but I think when it comes to the debate, Warren was uh, was tops. And uh, this article from CNN agrees 
Uh, Warren was asked four other questions before most of the nine other contenders had been asked two. Her platform set the pace for the night with other candidates embracing elements of it or at least passing on opportunities to break directly with her. There were some times when uh, uh, Guthrie, I think she asked um, uh, O'Rourke about a simple yes or no question. And she actually prefaced it with yes or no and asked him uh, a taxation question. And he would not give her a straight answer. Man, I don't know why they don't just give a straight answer. Who gives a shit? Just say what you mean, mean what you say. Do you think this tax uh, tax percentage should be enacted? Yes. No. And then stand by it. Who gives a crap if you don't if people don't agree with it? That's what this is all about. Uh, it says here, two of the most aggressive candidates on stage, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio. I liked him too. And former Housing and Urban Development, uh, Development Secretary Julian Castro, I liked him too, chose another target to mercilessly attack, former Representative Beto O'Rourke. I thought that guy sucked. I thought he got killed. De Blasio hammered O'Rourke on health care while Castro accused his fellow Texan of failing to do his homework on immigration. They, yeah, they just murdered that guy. Uh, Booker, I thought he was, I thought he was a, a con artist. I didn't, I didn't like his, his staring through the camera with laser beam eyes either. Uh, it says Warren dominated the debate's first half hour, moving, clo- moving herself closer to Bernie Sanders, who will be on stage tonight on single-payer health care. Mm-hmm. A move that could ease the concerns of progressives in the process. I have no idea what the hell that all means. And they said that uh, Joe Biden emerged unscathed, even though he wasn't there. Nobody took a shot at him, even though he's the front runner for the party. And then they talk in this article more on the take uh, takeaways of it. Uh, one question going into the debate was how hard Warren, who has cut deeply into Sanders' hold, you know what? I'm not even going to go. I'm not, I'm not going to read this word for word for you. I, I, I to you, I hate that. Uh, but still, uh, they're saying that Warren um, did very well in it. I would love that if Warren took the nomination and you got Warren going up against Trump, because that means that Trump is going to be firing with both guns. Well, he's going to be at all, at all times. And that would be highly entertaining to see him uh, try to light her up and seeing how she would respond. Because I don't know how aggressive she would respond to Trump. All right. Back in real time, not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. The show brought to you by... My friends at Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. They're awesome. The uh, most cost-effective way of installing flooring professionally in your home in West Michigan. Any type of flooring, mind you. Anything you think of, they can do it. They'll also put in a uh, new shower, faucet, bathtub, all that shit. They, They do everything. Okay, go to the website, BennettFlooringInstallation.com, give you a a closer look at what they pull off. But if you want them to come and measure a room for you for free, of course, 616-318-0167. By the end of the day, they'll let you know how much it's going to cost to redo the flooring in your home. The flooring that I want you to buy, I want you to get it from Johnson Carpet One uh, Discount Outlet. Now, there's actually two stores under the umbrella of Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home in Granville, Michigan. But uh, we're talking the discount outlet. Go there first because they might have exactly what you're looking for at an unbelievably reduced price because they buy so much of it. The top brands, the best-selling products on sale under one roof 
And on top of that, you mention my name, you'll save 10%. Thank you to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet uh, in Granville, Michigan, along Chicago Drive, right behind the Little Caesars. Okay. Also in my neck of the woods, Bosco's Pub. Oh, my gosh, the burgers. They've won an award for the Olive Burger. A lot of people, when they make olive burgers, they'll like get everything ready to go, and then they'll just put olives on the burger. No, dumbass. You need to come up with an aioli olive paste. I know that sounds gross, but they actually spread the olives on your burger for a tastier, award-winning concoction of burger awesomeness. I'm telling you, they won an award for the Olive Burger, but all the burgers are awesome. I'm partial to the Luigi. You haven't had a burger, too. You had one with pepperoni, marinara, and actual mozzarella sticks. Oh, my God. Don't put it down if you pick it up, or it'll completely fall apart on you. Bosco's Pub, part of Terra Square. Okay, we are continuing on with the best of. Beth Chapman croaked, and Dog is still a racist. Dog the bounty hunter, his wife passed away. Uh, Beth Bounty Hunter, and uh, she was 51 years old. Uh, it was a, it was cancer, and she, uh, you know, if you ever saw the show, she, um, you would see her smoking all the time. And a few years ago, she was uh, diagnosed with um, throat cancer, and uh, they, you know, did their work, operated on her. She had tumor in her throat, you know, the whole deal. And it was malignant. And uh, she was given a clean bill of health or cancer free for a period of time. But then the cancer spread to her lungs and uh, it uh, did what cancer does, unfortunately. And um, she is not with us. She passed away yesterday. Um, dog, I didn't realize, is 66 years old. His uh, dearly departed Beth was his fifth marriage. Uh, Dog has seen and done a lot. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Dog in the 70s was convicted of first-degree murder and and did time for that. And uh, I don't know how in the world he was convicted of murder because when I was reading the story behind it, apparently he was in a car... And a pal of his was involved in a drug deal that went bad to buy some pot or something like that. And the pal shot, shot the dude that was involved, the drug dealer or something. And uh, because of that, Dog ended up being convicted of first-degree murder and got five years. Now, I don't know how you say, yeah, first-degree murder, five-year sentence, I don't even know how he got convicted because they didn't really get into too much of the details as to how he got convicted. It was a long time ago, but uh, I don't know how he got convicted if he didn't shoot anybody. And if he was convicted of first-degree murder, how did he only get five years? Maybe that has something to do with it, but uh, really strange. And he only served two years of it, so then he got out, got out, did his thing, uh, a lot of kids, and like I said, 66 years old on the dog. You know what's even more amazing about Dog the Bounty Hunter? is uh, at about, oh, God, I think it was 2008, maybe nine. Dog the Bounty Hunter was involved in one of the most racist rants anyone has ever heard in the history of anything. And I don't know how this guy survived because 
and I'm going to play it for you. And it's, I, I bleep out the, the N word. And, uh, and I, I bleeped out the F word too. I don't know why, because I've said it on this podcast, but I, I, I for some reason it felt weird. Uh, probably because he's so malicious in this, uh, re, he's so real and genuine in this, uh, in the context of this, whereas I'm just kind of laughy goofy. Uh, dog was on the phone with his son, Tucker, I believe is his name. Weird name. And Tucker was dating a black chick and dog didn't like that. And the reason why he didn't like it was he said it was a problem because, well, he's a racist in my opinion. How could you not be when you hear this? And I don't know how he could ever say that he's not. And I don't know how he recovered from this. Honestly, he's at the like apex of his career, dog, the bounty hunter. And I was actually a fan of this guy. You may remember from the old Freebear and Hot Wings days, we had him on the air. And I was like gushing over this guy. Oh, you're, you're way muscly and I love your hair. I was like really gay about it. <laughs> it was really stupid. But uh, so I liked the guy. And then I heard this thing. He doesn't like the black girl. And um, he especially doesn't like the fact that this dude would bring her around their bail bond shop or when they're doing the show because... They say the N-word there. So he was really uh, adamant about his son either breaking up. He, he fired him, first of all. He said, you can't work with us anymore. I'll try to help you find a new job, but you're fired because you're dating a black girl. Now, just hearing that alone is horrible. But he said it with all the nasty language and all the venom and effing N-word is what he would say. And his show was suspended and then somehow he got it back like a and e let it back on the air for years after this and i just don't know how he survived because not only did he did it get back on the air it survived everybody watched it he ended up doing another song on cmt well they probably don't have any problem with him saying that and the CMT is probably like, you need to say that every episode. You know who listen, you, you know who watches CMT. So go ahead and say it. In fact, we're going to put it in the title. The title of the show is Dog Says N-Word Many Times Tonight at 8. So Dog would say this uh, thing and they, they put the show on CMT. And I think he actually, um, while... Beth was going through, like, trying to be healed from cancer. They had cameras in there, too, making a reality show. So that's, that's what this guy does now. He's a reality star uh, who his whole life is centered around, you know, these, uh, these on-TV on moments. But this is the moment that I just cannot fathom um, how he survived. Now, you got a guy who's telling you this, me, who got fired for making fun of a dude's pants on the radio, okay? I was fired because I made fun of pants. And uh, now I'm regulated to a podcast. I am gone. My career is over. I never got over making fun of a dude's pants, okay? God damn it. And this guy... Not only survives, but he's more popular than ever. He's probably going to put out another show on CMT called Dog Hates Black People. Here you go. This is the clip that I cannot believe he got over. I'm not taking a chance on some mother 
I don't care if she's a Mexican, a whore, whatever. It's not because she's black. It's because we use the word sometimes here. I'm not going to take a chance ever in life of losing everything I've worked for for 30 years because some heard us say and turned us into the Enquirer magazine. Our career is over. Oh. I'm not taking that chance at all. Never in life. Never. <laughs> Never. Oh. If Leeds was dating, we would all say fuck you. Oh. And you know that. If Lisa brought a black guy home, yeah, that. And it's not that they're black. It's none of that. It's that we use the word. We don't mean you fucking scum without a soul. We don't mean that shit. But America would think we mean that. And we're not taking a chance on losing everything we got over a racial slur. Because our son goes with the girl like that. I can't oh. do that, Tucker. You can't expect Gary, Bonnie, Cecily, oh all them young kids. All of us racist. Tucker, you can't expect Gary, Bonnie, Cecily, all them young kids. To because I'm in love for seven months. I f that. So I'll help you get another job, but you cannot work here unless you break up with her. And she's out of your life. I can't handle that shit. I got him in the parking lot trying to record us. I got that girl saying she's going to wear a record. I don't even know what to say. No, he's upset. The girl said she's going to wear a goddamn oh, record. she didn't. Wow. I mean, seriously. What? The, the whole business, and by the way, Tucker recorded that and double-crossed his dad, if I understand this correctly, and good for him. I, I Every time I hear that, I'm like... The, the whole business of we can't risk uh, you dating so-and-so because we say it. First of all, don't say it. This is so much easier. But you're such a, a cement-headed moron that you end up doing this to your son and, and, and this whole uh, gross point of view on the world because you can't control your need uh, your your desire to say like the most heinous thing ever, I mean, come on, man, and 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 that was that was pure him. He didn't know he was being recorded. That's how he is, and this guy survived that. I I've never been able. This is a great mystery to me. It's one of the biggest upsets ever. That that some I mean piece of shit. From some loser shit show, this talentless meathead uh, can, is able to survive. I mean, who? Why would anybody give a shit about this scumbag? And they ended up like uh, going to bat for him at A and E and put allowing this asshole to be back on the air. You know, most people would if they did like even just a little bit of that type of racist rant, and it's pu made public. You never hear from them, them again. They're under a rock for the rest of their lives. You know, they're, they're destitute, broke, never to see the light of day because no one would take a chance on them. I mean, why would you want your, 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 your network to be associated with that type of venom and that type of hate? This, to me, is such an upset that this guy, this piece of shit, was able to resurrect it and save it is is I want to I, I want his autograph just for the fact that he saved it, not because it's dog. I mean, let's face it, this guy and is is so 
uh, hate-filled with that language. It is so bad. It were it's worth another listen, actually, and I'm going to probably uh, uh, pause on a few more sp- on a few p- uh, parts of it because it all kind of goes by you very fast. I'm not taking a chance on some mother. I don't care if she's a Mexican, a whore, whatever. It's not because she's black. It's because we use the word sometimes here. Oh. I'm not going to take a chance ever in life of losing everything. I- uh, the, the, the fact that he's saying I'm, never, I'm not going to take a chance of being recorded, and here he is being recorded. Losing everything I've worked for for 30 years because some wow. heard us say and turned us into the Enquirer magazine. Our- God, think about that. I, you know, that is such a terrible word to say. If you, if you, Even if you're alone in a room, with with no one around you for thirty miles, saying that word is 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 so hard to do these days, and it should be. The ease at which it flows out of his face is disgusting. Our career is over. I'm not taking that chance at all. Never in life. Never. Never. If Leeds was dating, we would all say F- you. Wow. And you know that. If so-and-so was dating, a uh, bleep. Oh, my God. And you know that. If Lisa brought a black guy home, you had it. And it's not that they're black. It's none of that. Yes, it is, you asshole. None of that. It's that we use the word We don't mean you fucking scum without a soul. We don't mean that shit. Oh, it's the more pleasant version of that. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah, no problem. Oh, I get it that shit but america would think we mean that and we're not you do mean that come on man we're not taking a chance on losing everything we got over a racial slur because our son goes with the girl like that i can't do that goes with a girl like that i can't do that tucker you can't expect gary bonnie cecily all them young kids because all these young racists because i'm in love for seven months i that so i'll help you get another job but you cannot work here unless you break up with her and she's out of your life i can't handle that shit i got him in the parking lot trying to record us i got that girl saying she's gonna wear a record i don't even know the girl said she's gonna wear a goddamn she didn't I don't even know what happened between these two. I'd be curious to find out. I mean, because I think Dog, if I remember correctly, he did the apology tour. But there's, you don't do an apology tour. There's no way. How in the world did he survive this? God, looking back on how awful this is. Jesus. Ah, well. Beth, rest in peace. You know, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't, um, I don't think she was. I would hope not. But then again, maybe she was too. Um, it's terrible that she died. I'm not gonna say anything bad about her. I mean, she's dead. But this guy, I, I, it, I, I haven't thought about Dog the Bounty Hunter uh, at all. And uh, and and when, when this whole thing went public, I, I was like, oh, you know, the only thing worth talking about is, I mean, outside of she's dead. All right, that's sad. With Dog though, I I find it amazing that this guy is still a thing. And by the way, he looks ridiculous. I mean, so ridiculous. And uh, it, it's that ridiculous hair and the sunglasses. And he, he puts like these leather straps around his biceps. He looks like a pro wrestler. It's so stupid looking. I, I, I'm disgusted that I ever liked the show at one point and liked the guy. 
Not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast is what you are listening to right now. Thank you for being part of it. Thank you also to Berlin Raceway for sponsoring the show. I said earlier this week that racing was Sunday. That's because I'm stupid. Racing is Saturday as it always is. Why the hell would I do that? Okay, so you got racing Saturday at Berlin Raceway. Tickets, berlinraceway.com. Just 12 bucks when you buy them online. 15 and under free. Parking free. Bring a cooler with your snacks, whatever you want. No alcohol. No glass. They actually measure your cooler and check it beforehand, so don't try to pull a fast one. You're going to get a fist right in the mouth. Love it. Berlin Raceway, only two more weeks of racing left. Thank you to Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast, and you can take advantage of this too. BlueFrostIT.com. They're awesome. You can also call them 616-285-50 for a complimentary consultation for your small or medium-sized business when you upgrade your tech. I got a mortgage company. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. NMLS number 3035. Don't you dare hesitate to do this trick. You got, let's say, $10,000 in credit card debt, and you're paying 99.5% interest on it because it's a stupid uh, uh, gouging credit card, and you want to get out from under that. Take the money out of your house and pay 5% interest, pay off the credit card, and then you know, you're, you're saving a lot of money when you do it that way. I can't stress that enough. 231-332-6505. Or if you need a mortgage for your first home, your 10th home, whatever it may be, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage helping you out anywhere in the United States except Maine, Alaska, Hawaii, South Carolina. Okay. Not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast rolls on. A story about how in one school... I can't believe this was a big deal. Making it so that kids could not bring cell phones into the school. This should be a thing. So anyway, people were making a big stink about this. And we broke it down. Or not not we. There's nobody else. It's just me. I broke it down on the show. Cell phones are in the news. In and around my neck of the woods. Uh, I thought cell phones were banned in schools. Some local school of a bunch of rich kids is making waves because uh, they're making a big deal about how they're, they, they've banned cell phones in school. And it's not really like, you know, I mean, if I were, if I were like a uh, superintendent, I'd make it so you can't even bring it into the school. Okay. No cell phones, period. Uh, they have to drop the phones off into their locker room and they're making a huge deal about it because they think it's going to matter. It won't. And first of all, the kids are smarter than you think. The cell phones will get into the classroom, uh, either in or out, you know, either, either not allowed in the school or everybody has a cell phone. That's what it should be. But, uh, this is kind of weird telling you it is like an addiction i do addiction work and they need that break and it's going to be hard for a lot of them now at seven drastic measures the west michigan district kicking students cell phones to the curb not allowing the electronics in the class for the next school year 
Hi, everybody. I'm Marley Ginter. Hi, Marley. That's all new for our show tonight. They've become about as common as a notebook and paper to most high school students. But one West Michigan school district is telling students to keep their cell phones in their lockers come this fall. 24 Hour News 8's Joel Avergi has this story from Cascade. The policy is set to go into effect at the beginning of the school year next fall. For seven hours a day, Forest Hill students won't have any access to these. As the parent of two Forest Hill... That's, but they're, they're at their locker. When they go to their locker, they can check their phone. ...access to these. As the parent of two Forest Hill high schoolers, Allie Stein is skeptical of the policy. The kids find ways to bring it in. They'll put it in their pocket or they'll find some way. But as a therapist specializing in addiction counseling, she's all for it. I'm telling you, it is like an addiction. I do addiction work and... No, I would say it is an addiction. If you ever like... Uh put your phone away for extended time and realize that you weren't caring about it. It's like a, it's, it's like almost a good feeling addiction. I do addiction work and they need that break. And I love putting it away for extended time and then opening up the email to see if anybody actually like uh, wrote me. Cause I so, I so rarely get email and it's going to be hard for a lot of them. District officials agree. Students aren't as happy when they spend a significant amount of time on their cell phones. Assistant superintendent, Christina Nee says district superintendent, Dan beam first noticed the problem during lunch with students and students started talking to him about how, um, they were spending so much time on their cell phones and it was causing anxiety and they were worried about what people were posting on social media. So a committee of Forest Hill administrators... Well, here's the thing, that that's not going to change because if you put the phone away for seven hours, okay, let's say someone's talking shit about you and you have the phone away. Let's just say you have the phone away for the entire school day. They're still going to be talking shit about you. You're just not seeing it till you get out of school. So instead of little increments of trash talk being thrown your way, you're going to, you're going to get it all in one burst. So them equating that, oh, yeah, we're going to be alleviating anxiety and helping the mental health of kids. No, you're not. Because first of all, the kids are still looking at it. And the other kids are still being assholes. That's not going to change. The only way this is, uh, this is going to help is if the kid stops engaging or looking at the problematic things or their parents take the phone away. Media. So a committee of forced... And that's not going to happen. Hill administrators, counselors, and mental health professionals began research on cell phone use and teen happiness. And it was something at the beginning of the decade when smartphones started becoming more common among students. There was a direct correlation to the increase in teen depression, um, teen anxiety, and a decrease... In and a sex drive a decrease in yep. their life happiness now that i absolutely believe if you've ever been on the side of being attacked online by trolls uh it, it is it's stressful and you you know what the hell to do well you basically need, need to cut yourself off from the source of that uh but if if you're a kid, that's that's a problem. That's just not going to happen. Kids are too curious. They they still want to hear who's talking shit about them. It's not that easy for a kid to shut it down, you know. That cell phone use. Stein sees the same symptoms when she's evaluating patients. I would say the phone is the number one thing that, from eighth grade to senior, that brings the kids in with either suicidal thoughts yeah. or bullying because that's social media. The policy is simple. Next fall, Forest Hill students will be required to park their phones in their lockers. To create 
I guess what we're calling kind of a sanctuary of learning, where yeah. students are free from that pressure and anxiety of having to check. Quit being weird about it. Free from that pressure and anxiety of having to check their cell phone all the time. To yeah, that's not a sanctuary. Okay, great. So they, again, you, okay, so you're away from the phone. And you think that all is good in the world for those seven hours. You know what they're going to be doing, don't you? Especially if they're in the heat of a, a Twitter war with a friend or whatever it may be on uh, or ex-friend. They're going to be thinking about it, dying to see what they're saying. And, uh, you know, they're not going to be able to. So don't don't assume that you've fixed it all just because they can't be near their phone. To see what's going on with other people. Instead of being at the lunch table and being on their cell phones... They're going to be talking to each other, and they're going to be building those relationships. That are- you know, I will say this, because uh, the, the more of them will be uh, uh, talking to each other. This is better uh, opportunity for the old-fashioned lunchroom brawl, which, uh, frankly, we're just not seeing enough of these days. Uh, when I was in school, you can count on at least one or two fights in the hall a week, uh, in the lunchroom for sure. Uh, hell, I'll never forget the time that Stuart Lee did not look at his uh, cell phone because we didn't have them and referred to me as Zaytuna fish for the last time. And, uh, I took my sandwich and actually smashed it in his face like a soupy sales pie, except, uh, it was more of a punch with a, with, uh, an open handed, uh, smashing of my hand with the base of my palm right in his face with the sandwich on the end of it. And then I grounded it. It was his stupid face. And uh, that was the end of that. But then he kicked my ass. He waited. He was smart. He waited till we got off of the bus later on. So you see, my point is, because we didn't have cell phones, everybody was entertained. Uh, highlight of that fight, when I was getting beaten, steward of Asian descent, all of my friends uh, were chanting, USA, USA. Like I was part of the Rock and Roll Express uh, in, in pro wrestling and hoping that I would be able to uh, get up the energy to win the fight, but I did not. Stewart was like a martial arts expert, and he beat my ass. So, yeah, I can see the benefit to not having cell phones. Increased fights in the lunchroom. Relationships that are so important. And he says the district's parent advisory committee approved the plan. But students use cell phones to do much more than communicate with each other. They can look at porno. Each other. From homework to sports practice and other extracurricular activity schedules, they provide access. School officials say students still have access to school-provided technology in the classroom. And if a parent needs to get a hold of their student during the school day, phones in the office will still be available. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think we would ask parents to reflect back on what they did before that kind of 2010-2011 period when smartphones and cell phones weren't readily available oh yeah to sure students. let's go back to that time that was that was great it's weren't readily available to students another concern the unthinkable how will students connect with the outside in an emergency like an active shooter situation but anise oh, says teachers point. will still have access to classroom phones there wasn't a situation that we yeah the, the uh, classroom phone it doesn't help my kid when she's hiding in a closet idiot it's a situation that we could come up with where having a student have access to a cell phone would in any way impact that type of unfortunate crisis. How, that might you, how can you possibly say that? If every kid has a phone and is hiding, 
that can absolutely help it. That might occur. So starting in the fall, Forest Hill students will break both physically and more importantly, according to district officials, mentally from their cell phones. Think All right, I take it back. If I'm if I'm a, if I'm Tom Tom Tenbrink and I'm running the school district, I I buy the kids' phones. Everybody gets a phone along, and there's armed guards for every kid. I think that seven hours a day can really make a difference. And teachers have pistols. I think it can. No. It won't. It won't have any. It won't affect. Oh, well, we will certainly have to see. Way. That was Joel Fergie reporting. We did reach out to school districts throughout West Michigan of the district. And they all said it's stupid. Of the districts that got back with us, none of them banned cell phones outright from the classroom, but they do restrict or prohibit. Rhonda says, "I'm a sub. I would love for the phones to be taken away." Yeah, but if you're a sub, I mean, come on. You're going to want it when, when the kids sit down and they and they see you as a sub, Rhonda, they're going to be like, all right, uh, they're they're going to be waiting for you to say, you know, either uh, silent reading, uh, note taking or look at your phone. I mean, that makes the job so much easier. So I'm kidding, of course. Or prohibit you're a terrific sub use in the classroom. I don't know why I played the last five seconds of that. OK, not the best of the Eric Zane show podcast brought to you by. Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance, the Obamacare expert, the Medicare Advantage Plan slash Social Security expert, and the No Cost for His Services expert is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker that wants to work with you for the things I just talked about. So if you don't have health insurance now because you're in between jobs, or maybe your employer doesn't offer it, or perhaps uh, you own your own business, you can get insurance by the end of the day, okay? Most people aren't aware of how healthcare.gov, or better known as Obamacare, works. But it works. I've taken advantage of this for the last four years, and I owe it all to Frank for the great insurance that I have uh, have right now, 616-914-4070. Reach out today. Rick at TC Paintball is awesome. TCPaintballGR.com. We are knocking on the door of Paintball Ward number 20. The Autumn Wind. That's what we can call it. Paintball Ward 20, The Autumn Wind. Uh, book a party at TC Paintball for a Saturday. You got to reserve that in advance. Otherwise, drop in during the week. TCPaintballGR.com. Got comedy at Full House Comedy. Venues all around the area. FullHouseComedy.com. Go there to see um, who is in town and where. Usually, you got a Thursday to Saturday deal with Full House Comedy. Thank you so much to them for being on board with this show. Okay, the not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast rules, huh? It is uh, my one-game contract with the Detroit Red Wings. Here you go. Hey, hey, hockey town. I was uh, doing the public address for the Red Wings, their annual scrimmage, the red and white game, which culminates their development camp. These are the youngest of the young in the Red Wings organization, Okay. And this is a key thing for these young players because if they do well in development camp, then they get invited to prospect camp, which happens coming up in Traverse City in, uh, I think, this month. 
I'm not positive. And then if they do well in prospect camp for that tournament, they get invited, they get invited to training camp. So this is huge for these young guys. You got the, uh, the, the draft just finished last week. So uh, you got their top draft picks are there and of uh, the previous years and uh, guys that they have their eye on who get invited to the, uh, to the uh, camp. So excellent. Now, how this unfolded for me, which some of you may not know, was, hey, uh, the guy who normally does it uh, cannot make it, and the backup who we normally have doing it cannot make it, so we're going to you. And I go, well, hell yes, I want to do this. Now, I thought it was last week. First of all, that was a problem, bad start. And then I figured out it's not, and then here I am getting ready and excited about this event. As, I, um, as I'm driving over there, I have to be there at about 11 a.m. The game Saturday starts at noon. And it's at the Belfour Training Center, which the Red Wings um, uh, complex for Little Caesars Arena has this training facility attached to it. It's just a small practice rink with probably 1,000 seats in it. So, okay, great. Good, good opportunity to get my foot in the door. You never know what will happen. The game ops guy who runs the show uh, is a dude who used to work with the Griffins, Fisher, Kevin Fisher. And uh, so this was cool. Uh, I got my foot in the door that I, I just agreed to do it. Now I'm driving there and I'm following the directions. Now, you know, when someone sends you a link to and you just click on it and map your Google Maps or whatever opens right up and it just you just hit directions and then begin route. That's what I did. Now, I've struggled with that in the past because for some reason, sometimes it takes you to the wrong place. So I wasn't using the app I normally use. And then uh, off I went. Near the end of the trip, I'm like one mile from the facility, and I start to have doubts about where I'm at. And... uh, Turns out I'm one-tenth of a mile from the facility. And I'm like, okay, this is not correct. And I call up Kevin. And where the map has taken me is not to downtown Detroit, which where I assumed, first I assumed it was there, part of the complex, Belfort Training Center. And then as I was getting closer and I realized I wouldn't be downtown, I thought, well, maybe it's off of the beaten path a few miles away, you know, like 10 miles away. And I thought, uh, boy, I'm starting to have a bad feeling about this. Then I, I realized I was in the River Rouge area of Down River. Now, this is all refineries and shit here. There is nothing here but, ref- but these giant uh, places where they make uh, fossil fuel and, and jet fuel. And it's all the industry that is Detroit is Down River. And I'm in it. And there is, you, you don't stop here because there's nothing to see. The only people that would ever stop here or do anything are people who are working. So I'm like, this is, this cannot be it. But I call him, I go, Hey, uh, so it says here, I'm like very, very close to you. Um, can you kind of guide me in? And I haven't committed to telling him yet that I'm lost. And he starts to talk to me and he's saying Woodward and Cass Avenue and, uh, places that I know are downtown by like right by where the little Caesars arena is. I go, Hey, so is the training facility in like the river Rouge complex? And he goes, 
what? And I go, uh, all right, that tells that tells me I'm lost. I go, give me your exact physical address. The thing has directed me to a place I shouldn't be. Frustrated. I, and thank God I left early. So I take off. I finally get to where I need to be. And it's where I, it should have been, where I thought it should have been. Right downtown as part of the Little Caesars Arena complex. Now, I'm wearing shorts and a button-down shirt. And I want to wear pants. And I've got my clothes in the back. But I must change. So... I'm in the parking structure. I get out of the car and, uh, well, I took off my pants and I'm standing there in my bare feet, uh, no pants on underwear, putting on my pants after I took off my shorts and I called Fisher. I go, Hey, check the camera. There's video of a guy standing outside of his car, taking off his pants. That's me. If you can get the video, I need that video ASAP. No word yet if he has it. So then I uh, I meet Luke, who is also a former Griff, gri- member of the staff of the Griffins. Luke Gagnon, who I mean, I watched that kid grow up. This is so weird because he used to play hockey with my son when they were very very young. Now the kid's working for the Red Wings. It was incredible. Uh, I call him Pukas. Uh, Pukas. Uh, brings me into the facility. Now, I don't know what's going on yet, but um, uh, we, we, and that place is so great. God, I cannot believe how cool it is. And we wander, and I notice that we're wandering into Little Caesars Arena, and I thought he's giving me a tour. And we take an elevator up, and I'm way at the tip top of the stadium looking down into the bull, which goes way into the ground. And uh, it, when you walk into that place, it's like a gigantic mall that, um, surrounds the stadium it's like this terrace concourse area but it's almost like it puts the stadium with another building around it and while you're inside looking around you can look up and see the top of the stadium it's, it looks like a spaceship it's, it's fantastic i've never really seen anything like it and then so fast forward we're looking down into the arena and then he goes yeah you're going to be here today because the Belfort training center there was a problem with the ice and it they, they it, it malfunctioned so you're the game is here and i'm like what i didn't know that oh my god so i go so this is great this is a huge surprise to be um that i'll be doing the game from there so i'm like wow man so um that made me a little bit nervous but uh, whatever Honestly, um, I, I, I was a little nervous until we got into the area of the facility where there's an actual microphone and you're looking down and I don't know what it was. Maybe just the familiarity, always being around a mic for the past 100 years. Um, I, I just felt comfortable. So uh, walk in, meet a couple people I see, and uh, then I, I get the script for the day, for the, for the game, and uh, it looks pretty basic, actually a lot less complex than what I would do with the Griffins. And um, the guy who's going to give me be giving me the orders is Fisher. He's seated right to my left, so I don't have to wear headphones like I do at the Griffins game. And at the Griffins game, you're down at ice level. This is you're at the very top of the stadium looking down, almost like straight down. It's quite a drop. And uh, then there you go, man. They they call the goals up, and uh, I did the introductions. I was nervous as hell. I have audio taken from the video. The 
Red Wings, Ken Kell and a dude named Art Regner and a lady, I don't know her name, do a pregame show and then they actually do play-by-play of the YouTube video, which has been viewed like 30,000 times. It's really something uh, from the uh, from the Red Wings game. So, man, and uh, I swear I thought I loaded it in, but I did not. Give me one second and I will load it in. The audio that I want to play for you. Pardon me. Uh, Regner, Art Regner, the guy who is doing the color commentary with Ken Kell. Eric Zancho, fun fact. Uh, I almost got a job at a radio station called The Fan in Detroit, 1130 a.m., about 100 years ago. Art Regner was the guy that I did my fill-in show with so they could get an idea of how I sounded, and it was terrible. I wish I could get audio of that. It starts out with these three having a conversation about the game and then passing it over to yours truly for the introductions. This is, uh, I never, ever get to listen to PA of me, ever, because I'm at the game and I just never really get around to trying to get the audio from the powers that be. But since this game was on YouTube, it was easy for me to get the audio of it. So. Welcome back, everybody. Teams are taking the ice for the red and white game. We've got Team Howe in red, Team Lindsay in white today. Just a few moments away, guys. Everybody seems to be getting really excited. We've got a pretty good crowd out here today. Yeah, certainly. I mean, the weather's really, really good. A lot of things happening in Metro Detroit with the golf tournament, the uh, Rocket uh, Classic, and then you uh, have the, you know, the Tigers are... Uh, are, are playing today honoring the 84 team and uh, you know this is really the first I would say officially nice weekend of summer it's hot it's uh, the sun's a blazing by the way art is known for being like really long-winded and uh, he can't get over the fact I mean he's sitting there equating that there's a, a crowd of people at the hockey game because it's a nice day it's hot it's a, yeah it's a nice day let's go inside and watch hockey that's that doesn't make sense sun's a blazing uh but what better way to spend the afternoon than watching some uh summer hockey and while we were off the air art you were talking about some of the fans lining up to get in and we do Ken have a Kel. good crowd for this red white game and you were saying that some of the fans were having those uh waving those german flags outside yeah the- listen to this he, I, I don't understand what's going on here see if you can follow along flags outside yeah they're you know uh, germany very very present I, I know we have greek town here german present because moritz cider is the rookie down here and you know and i'm greek but i'm also german so uh, maybe german town is uh, not that far off right i i don't know what he's saying there i'm greek but i'm also german so maybe not greek town maybe german town oh right we might have to with mo in town you in town those They're are two big names it. right <laughs> I, I, I mo cider uh yes my foundation i will be ger- making german town i think beer sales will go up yeah i think they went too <laughs> nice those nice big steins and red with red wing logo at this point i've started talking and the girl wants to throw it to me doing the intro but art keeps talking and red with red wing logos all right guys we're gonna take a quick break here and welcome monica Nataro to the ice. She's going to sing the anthem after the team introductions. Now, I've listened to this one million times, and I get a kick out of it every time, so please indulge me and listen to it with me. This is embarrassing, but it's it, it has to be. At forward, number 22, Ethan Phillips. These are all very, forward, very young, young guys. 17, 18 years old. On defense, number 73, Malti Setkov. On defense, number 28, Gustav Lindstrom. And 
and goal, number 31, Jesper Eliasson. I think my favorite part about this is the thumping music behind it. I freaking love it. Jesper Eliasson. And now, starting for Team Holland, wearing red. At forward, number 14, Robert Mastro Simone. Broke his foot during the game. Simone. Blocking a At shot. forward, number 90, Joe Valeno. Awesome. Great game. At forward, number 57, Jonathan Berggren. Also a great game. On defense, number 84, Casper. Shut up, Jason. Number 84, Casper Gonzalo. On defense, number 53, Moritz Sider. You got a big pop from the crowd. And in goal, number 38, Philip Larson. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, we ask that you please rise and kindly remove your hats. Active and retired military may keep their hats on while rendering the military salute. Please welcome to the ice, Monica Nataro for Hi. the singing of the Star Spangled Banner. Hi, pretty. That's so pretty. Oh, pretty, pretty say, lady. Can you see? Hello. Hello. Really a huge thrill. Man. So then I'm like, hey, so uh, if you ever need a backup to the backup to the backup, please uh, think about me. This is, uh, this is my audition, please. Uh, wow, that would be something. Very, very cool. Um, the game went on, no problems. I didn't miss any uh, one minute left in the period, which I, I, won, I, I almost did one in the second period. I looked up and it said 105 remaining. Normally, I'm trying to, I, I need to be on top of it, but it scared the hell out of me. And then whenever they score a goal, I have to hit the goal horn. There's two big plungers. It's a two-man job because they don't want anyone inadvertently hitting the goal horn. So I have to hit this big nuclear button, and then Fisher has to hit the other one for the goal horn to work. So a couple times I missed it, and Kevin had to lean over and hit both of them. But, uh, man, I, I can't stress enough how, uh, how terrific that was. After the game, I uh, walked down to the locker room to see Dog Thompson, who had to leave early, unfortunately. So I wandered all the way down there to see him, and I saw the players coming out of the locker room. A couple of these guys are six foot six, six foot seven, off skates. So I got to see these people uh, nearly seven feet tall on skates, these young guys. So that's it for most of them. I mean, a lot of those guys won't be back uh, for prospect camp. You have to get the invite. So now they, the Red Wings go, and, the, and Steve Eisenman and, and, and all of the staff, uh, Coach Blaschel, they review all of the stuff that they did over the week, over this development camp, and they decide who gets invites. Really, really great. Thank you to them for reaching out to me and uh, offering me that. That was sensational. One more segment on Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Before I get to it, though, I know you're not going to crunch the fast-forward button. No, you wouldn't dream of that. You totally want to hear what I have to say about these amazing sponsors. That's what a true fan of the Eric Zane Show podcast does. Okay? For starters, hire me on Cameo, and don't be a dick about it, and make me watch a movie like Adam Balboa did. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. I'm not really mad about that, Adam. It actually provided me with quite a bit of content talking about that stupid movie that you like called Samaritan. God bless Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. 
the place, the trusted place to get your vehicle repaired in and around Grand Rapids, Michigan. ER Vines. ERVines.com. They're located right smack dab in the center of the city. If you're going along 44th Street, just a few blocks east of 131 is a side street called Stafford. They are right there. That is the site for the upcoming Irvine's car show, September 17th. I will be there. I want to see you there too. Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. We go back a ways. Joe has been a longtime sponsor, as pretty much all of these have. Thank you so much, Joe Martinez. So if you need, first of all, scheduled maintenance, this is who you call, emergency maintenance, all right, definitely, or perhaps a brand new AC or furnace unit, get an estimate from Joe Martinez at A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. We're into the month of September. My friends of the Kent County Health Department want to remind you when it comes to immunizations, this is the uh, a single most important thing you can do for your little one. Back to school, they need to be immunized. Measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis, meningitis, the Gardasil immunization or vaccine, which prevents... Uh, young ladies and uh, from ever getting cervical cancer. Not to mention, if you're traveling ab- uh, abroad, you're going to need some type of you. You may need some type of immunizations. Everything you need to know is at the website accesskent.com/health. They're awesome. Thank you. All right. I have a segment here on not the best of the Eric Saint Show podcast titled "Dog Trouble." And some chick with no legs needs a new wheelchair. Here you go. So with these four dogs here, one of the things that uh, I'm learning about Benny, the one-eyed wonder dog. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. He's Benny the wonder dog. Benny the wonder dog. Benny the one-eyed wonder dog. Gunner. Benny the one-eyed dog. Benny the one-eyed dog. Benny the one-eyed wonder dog. You know, if you play that, you got to play the hippie song, right? Stupid fucking hippie. Take a shower, hippie. Smelly shit, hippie. Smelly shit, hippie. Dirty fucking hippie. I love Gunner. I love Gunner so much. Uh, All right, so uh, where was I? Oh, Benny. uh, the dog, I don't know if he learned this when he was in the, uh, in the uh, kill shelter in San Antonio, the killing floor. Uh, I guess you learn to fend for yourself when you're a dog that's uh, been through the ringer. But if we leave the pantry door open, we have a walk-in pantry, he will go in there, and as long as it's within uh, uh, dog reach of him, and it's in a plastic bag, he will grab it off the shelves and very, very quickly, you won't believe how fast he can do this, drag it out, excuse me, drop it, bite into the plastic and rip it. I mean, he actually like, 
and rips it and gets access to like whatever bread, tortillas, chips, and just goes to town. It's so uh, so much of a race for him that if he encounters any plastic bag, Benny is going to strike quickly, and you got to get it from him or he's going to ruin it. Well, then this happened. Apparently, there uh, another dog in the house had an accident upstairs, and uh, this is not uncommon. I know it sounds terrible, but a lot of times, this is a very busy household, so you see a lot of crazy stuff. The dog, one of the dogs, must have taken a dump upstairs in Madison's room, so she picked it up and then cleaned the carpet. And she picked it up like in a plastic bag. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? And then tied the bag and just left it outside of her door. Now, her door is right across from my door, where Betty usually hangs out inside of my bedroom. So just yesterday, I open up the door and he runs out. And it's like he knew right where he was going, like he knew that that bag was there. Now to him, that bag is full of you know, uh, deliciousness, but it's full of shit. So Benny goes, he, he sprints to the bag and I don't yet know what's in the bag. And I see him grab the bag and turn around and run back into my room right by me. And I'm like, there's no way someone put a sack of shit outside of their room. Is there, there's no way, right? This all happens in an instant. And then I realize I go, Oh no, Well, it doesn't matter if there's shit or not in there. He's going to bring that onto my bed and, and rip it open. I'd better turn around and sprint over to the bed where he now is. And he has, in fact, bit into the bag and ripped the bag, exposing the shit. I'm like, oh my God. So now there's about to be. Uh, a, a crazy meltdown of 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 what you can only expect. You know, he will then bite into it unknowingly. Now he's not like O'Neill. O'Neill would would eat it and not stop. I, now Benny doesn't eat poo, but it doesn't matter. This whole thing is is just crazy. So I I I run over to the bed and I grab it before he actually gets at the fucking bag. Oh my God! Bullet dodged. Whew. Jeez, man, this is why I got these dogs just for these stories. No, I shouldn't say that. This is a side effect I have in these damn dogs. Uh, This incident from Wichita, Texas. It was a Walmart where some fat ass lady wandered in to the Walmart, stopped by the bakery, picked up a cake. She then proceeds to walk around the store and she's got the cake right in front of her cart. And I don't know if it was with her hands. I can only assume with her hands picked at the cake while she was shopping and ate the cake, half of the cake lady ate half of the damn cake. So everybody's freaking out as she wanders over to the, uh, cashier to buy the cake. That's crazy. You run the damn thing through there. You see half a cake eaten. That's all right. You're, you're so hard up for sugar. 
you had to uh, you had to go ahead and eat the cake ahead of time. Kind of weird. But then this a-hole lady at the Walmart says, I'm not paying for that. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? Now, they don't know she ate it. She goes, there's only half a cake here. I am not paying for that cake. And they're like, well, didn't you see it was half a cake? She goes, yeah, well, maybe. But still, I'll buy that cake, but I'm only paying for half of it. So they're like, what? Oh, God. So they call a manager. Staff comes over, and they're like, look, we had people in the store see you eating the cake, and we've looked at the cameras, and we've seen you eating the cake. Just get the hell out of here. So before that happened, so somebody called the police for theft, and the cops showed up to confront this fat-ass bitch about the cake that she ate. So then after they put two and two together and figure it out, they're like, all right, you know what, lady? Just leave the store, and you're banned from the Walmart. Now, there's three uh, Walmarts in Wichita Falls. I had to do some tracking down to uh, to find out which one, and I finally got a hold of the right one yesterday, and I called the Walmart in Wichita Falls. This is how it sounded. Thank you for calling Greenboro. How can I help you? Hi, ma'am. How are you? I am uh, sorry to bother you. This is Eric Zane calling from the Eric Zane Show podcast. I know this is unusual, but I heard a story about the lady who ate half the cake. The customer, had you heard this story? No. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Well, there's three Wichita Falls at, in, or uh, Walmarts in Wichita Falls. I'm trying to pinpoint the one. Some lady went to the bakery, got a cake, ate half of it, and then only wanted to pay for half the cake at checkout. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I mean, only in a Walmart, huh? Is there a, is uh, there a, is there a bakery there by chance? Yeah. Can, can you connect? Can you transfer me? You over yeah, there? that would be great. I'm so sorry to bother you. Okay. Thank you. All right, so that was a dead end. Bakery. Hey, how are you? Uh, sorry, okay. sorry to bother you. This is Eric Zane calling from the Eric Zane. By the way, every time I start with how are you, it always seems like I've thrown somebody a curveball. It's like it's almost like they don't know how to answer. Uh, sorry, okay. sorry to bother you. This is Eric Zane calling from the Eric Zane show podcast. And I'm calling about the lady who went to the bakery, got the cake, ate half and then tried to only pay for half of it. They're calling about the lady who came and ate the cake. Yep. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I'm so sorry to bother you. Oh I'm talking to her boss. Yeah, that's right. I'm so sorry to bother you. Oh I cannot believe that happened. One second. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> oh, man. They're calling about the this is Jan. How may I help you? Hi, Jan. I, I don't mean to disrupt everything, but uh, did you sell that lady the cake? I am not allowed to comment no, on I, anything that was done about the cake. I understand. And neither is anybody else in the store. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> I so understand. Thank you for your time. <laughs> okay, see ya. <laughs> All right, we're not done. Call back. I got to call back and try the other department, see if I can get somebody to crack. Electronics. Hey, how are you? Uh, Eric Zane here calling about that lady who uh, stole the cake and ate half the cake and then tried to only pay for half of it. 
Okay. You what hear, did you need? Yeah, did you hear that story about the lady that went into your store and took the cake and then ate half of it? Um, yes, sir. Oh, my God. This is, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm calling from the Eric Zane Show podcast. Now, did you tackle her? Uh, sir, would you like to speak to a manager? No, they won't talk to me. I figured I'd go around to the various departments and see if, you know, you guys could maybe shed some light on this thing. How fat what, was going on? How yeah, how fat was the lady who tried to take the cake? Oh, I don't know, sir. You have to call home office because we we're not allowed to home talk office. about it. Did she smell like she had smegma in her folds? I, I don't know, sir. I was not here. Okay. When was the last time you think she took a bath? Uh, sir, I wasn't here, so I couldn't tell you. Okay. Was there any hilarity? Maybe the security guards had to tackle her when she was leaving the store. Have the story circulated yet? Not that I know of. Okay. Everything good in electronics today? Uh, hello? Are you there? Wait a minute. Thank you for calling Green Bar. How can I help you? Hey, I just got a, got a cake not long ago. Like the other day, I, I had a cake that I, I picked up. And half of it was eaten. I couldn't figure out what was going on. Is there, what, what, who the hell would eat my cake? John, you want me to transfer you to bakery again? Have you heard about this? You were just talking to me a little bit ago uh, about it. Oh, that was you, huh? Hey, yeah. All right, I tried to, I tried to pull a fast one on you. It didn't work. Uh, <laughs> it didn't work. Nobody's talking about this cake lady. They all hang up on me. And all I want to do is. Oh, do they? I just want to hear how fat she was. Oh, my gosh. Well, let me see if somebody else will oh, answer for you. Oh, God. They're not going to do it. They're going to hate me. They, everybody in the <laughs> store except you hates my guts. <laughs> You're the only entertaining thing I've listened to all day. Oh, man. What a job, huh? Are you, are you working there and, like, going to school, too? Oh, I just graduated. From college? Yep. All right. Well, I mean, you won't be at Walmart very long. You're about to go get a job in the real world. Yeah, I hope so. All right. Well, I won't. I, no, I don't need to talk to anybody else. You, you've pretty much uh, taken care of it for me. All right. Well, good All luck. Right. Okay. All right. Thanks. Okay, Have a good night. You too. Bye bye. I knew you were coming out of baked cake. Baked cake. Baked cake. If I knew All you right. were coming out of baked cake. Uh, there you go. So the so the cake thing. Isn't that crazy? Are you 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 call the store and they act like uh, it's an international incident? Okay, my next story, which is an update on the lady uh, locally who got run over. In, she's in her wheelchair, her uh, her uh, powered wheelchair. She already is had a rough life. She has no legs. And she's just like uh, gets off the bus and some asshole plows into her and, and, uh, and then takes off. I got an update on that story. Well, I didn't hear about it, but the guy was caught, apparently. So uh, here's uh, part of the update with an audio um, clip from Wood TV 8. Thank you to them. Lynette Moore has both legs amputated and was hurt when the driver hit her and then took off. But her trouble extends beyond her injuries in the crash. 24-hour news ace Leon Hendricks is live on this case tonight. Leon? Brian and Susan, good evening to both of you. Lynette Moore is not only dealing with physical injuries, her motorized wheelchair is busted. She says it hasn't worked right since someone hit her. Not- but what a tough life. If you're this Lynette Moore, 
I mean, seriously. Uh, she has no legs. If that wasn't bad enough, uh, you know, she gets off the bus and just wants to go uh, go home to her uh, to her uh, to her husband. And uh, she gets off the bus and somebody smashes into her. She goes flying off the chair. She's badly hurt. And uh, the chair is screwed up now. If I'm understanding correctly, her injuries are not. It's taken a long time for them to start healing appropriately. Uh, health is kind of like an issue. And uh, it, it, it was bleeding for like a week and a half or some shit like that. And this asshole takes off. And uh, they didn't know where the hell he was. Thank God they caught him. Right. Said someone hit her, knocked the chair over, and left her bleeding in the road. It took less than a week for justice for her. The alleged hit-and-run driver identified, arrested, and pending charges in this case. No one could be happier. Than the- what the hell was that? <laughs> what? That was the lady. She's, uh, wow. Uh, okay. Man, damn it. Then the victim who was hurt. Boy, man, I, now, now I know why the guy I hit her. I mean, if she'd have done that laugh, I think I would have hit her too. I mean, there's a. Oh, they, they should not have published this story with that. Because now I have sympathy for the guy who ran over her. If I'm the attorney for the guy who ran over her, I say, Judge, uh, I present this for evidence. And the judge is going to say, Defendant, you're free to go. Case dismissed. Wow. He needs to learn there are consequences to his actions. Lynette Moore has both of her legs amputated. She was headed back home from the bus stop when she was hit last Monday. She says she couldn't believe that the driver didn't stop to help her. He's a jerk. She still struggles with the pain. My legs, it feels like something very sharp going boom, boom, boom. But also with her motorized wheelchair, she says it no longer works properly and needs to be replaced. With little in the way of financial resources, she's uh, hoping some type of eventual settlement with uh, the driver might and foot the bill. The insurance won't pay for it. So I either have to pay for it or find somebody else with a deep pocket yeah. to pay for Still, more. Well, if you're going to do that, whatever you do, don't laugh again. Because if, if someone does a GoFundMe page for Lynette Moore, and then, uh, you know, it, let's say it gets up to like where enough money to replace the chair, and then they say, hey, Lynette, uh, you're, it, the chair is paid off. <laughs> and she gets happy, then GoFundMe is going to cancel it all. They're going to say, nope, never mind. Pocket to pay for. Still, Moore says the suspects are... I know I would. There's no place in the world for a laugh like that. Oh, my God. Suspects arrest helps her in her healing process, which has both physical and emotional components. The sheriff says it is perhaps why the tipster contacted Silent Observer. Say from the human being standpoint, uh, this woman needed help. The sheriff says the suspect confessed. They got scared. Which is why they, they said they left. Mrs. Moore hopes I, she'll meet him. I want 
to see him face to face. Happy tonight. Oh, I wouldn't want that. Face to face. Happy tonight that justice. I'd rather take prison. Is being served. I'm a Christian girl. And the Bible says forgive. I don't have to forget it, but I have to forgive him. Lynette Moore continues her recovery. She hopes that her story is a reminder for all of us to watch out for people in wheelchairs. She says this is actually the second time Uh that she's been hit by a car that apparently did not see her. We're reporting live in Gaines Township, Leon Hendricks, 24-hour news eight. It went with a temporary insanity because they heard. And then they, like, hit the gas. (laughs) Oh, God, she's doing it again. Hit hit her. Make it stop. The community should reach out and just, uh, okay, if you do the GoFundMe for the the wheelchair, you have to uh, get a roll of duct tape, too, and put it over her mouth. She doesn't laugh anymore. And that's not to be mean. That's to keep her safe. You don't want to have to do yet another GoFundMe for a new chair because Lynette started cracking up again, and then, you know, (laughs) she gets run over again. Holy crap, that was rough. That's going to do it. That is the end of this edition of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. I am very fortunate that you listened. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Fresh shows returning on Tuesday. All right, folks, have a great one. Till next time, bye-bye.